Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chase. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Excited to continue our podcast and uh, thankful Mm, for these conversations and thankful for those that are listening. I know people could be listening to a lot of different things and uh, we're appreciative of you guys. And so, Pastor, we are in the month of February. Valentine's Day is coming. Mm -hmm. You uh, have special plans for Valentine's Day? Well, yeah. Well, Sort of, kind of, no. <laughs> Let me just uh, ask this question. All right, is Miss does Miss Allison would she rather have candy, chocolate, or roses? She just rather have me. Okay, yes, I yeah. love it. Uh, I you love know, she's, it. She, Allison doesn't eat sweets. Okay, uh, I didn't know not that. Not because she can't, right. because she just several years ago gave up sweets. Okay. So, and she's not a big flower person, you okay. know, so, and I will give her flowers from time to time and she likes them, but right. she's not a big flower right. person. And, uh, we've been married for 38 years and, uh, that doesn't mean you take it for granted. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that, but for sure. usually what we do, uh, the most enjoyable thing that we'll do is we'll pick a place and go out and eat and let that be kind of our Valentine uh, evening together and uh, just talk and, and have a good meal together. Right. It's really what both of us like to do. Right. And this is the fun part of being married for 38 years. And uh, really, we've been in a relationship for 41 because we dated for three years. Right. And uh, it is just that, um, you know, your relationship... Being together, honestly, is is the value where the value is. Right, that's you know, good. and yeah. that's not to say if you're listening to this, you may want to get your honey something, okay, <laughs> right, right, or say that you love them in a special way, and right. we'll do that with cards and those right. things. But we'll just probably go get a meal together, and right. little secret on our part. We won't go on Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not a waiter. By that, I mean I don't wait well in lines at restaurants, and there are too many restaurants. But we we began years ago uh, going out uh, on either the the evening before or the evening after. Right. Because it's so much easier to go to the place you want to go to. Right. And be able to relax and eat your meal and not feel like even if you're there, people are waiting for you to leave so that right. they can Just, have your table. Yeah, be able to enjoy that. Yeah. So. yeah. How about you guys? All right. So, yeah, we, you know, for us, it's a little different with kiddos. So right. you have to kind of plan some things out. So uh, trying to plan out for the thurs, Thursday night being oh, okay. the, the night know, Valentine's. Yeah. We're going the night before. And uh, cause we got some babysitters lined up that night. And then I was. Uh, we hey, question for you. Don't you think that, like, Valentine's Day has to be uh, one of the biggest babysitting oh, 100%, days right. uh, in the year. Would, yeah. Wouldn't it? I, I mean, mean, without do a you doubt, think babysitter? You know, I know it's been years since I've had to use the babysitter. Do they charge a premium on special <laughs> days like that? There might you know? be some that do, but thankfully, um, those that we've experienced haven't been that way. Because they've got to be in high demand. Right, right. And yeah. our, our babysitters around here... Uh, for our family are pretty reasonable. I mean, with uh, my mom and dad, they they don't charge uh, us too much. That's so a really good babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll do that and and try to we'll go to eat somewhere. And and for us, it's been kind of similar. We've gotten to a point. Think it's been neat to just want to have that time, you know. Yeah, and Lee's birthday good. is like three days after 
Valentine's Day. So um, y'all do a joint celebration. No, kind of we kind of no? try to okay. separate it okay. out. You know, right. be Smart special, man. special on each occasion. Smart and man. so, yeah. um, but I get a little, little antsy this time of year because uh, you feel like you gotta, you gotta hit it out of the park. You know, twice, <laughs> twice in a week. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, okay, okay. I got before we get into our conversation, right, I right. got a couple more questions because we've got Broxton in here, our producer is in here as well, and he is a newlywed. Broxton's only been married, uh, this just is his first Valentine's This is his first Valentine as a married man. Yep. Now, any plans? Yeah, we're going to Nashville for the weekend, so we're leaving okay. Thursday and coming back Sunday afternoon. So okay. that'll be our first trip since the honeymoon. Okay, so cool. Real vacation together outside of that. So, what part of Nashville is there? Something about Nashville? We're are you actually, going to a concert? Or are you we're going actually to... staying in Mount Juliet? Oh yeah, sure I know, you know Mount Juliet. It yeah. it's, it's uh like twenty five minutes outside of downtown right. Nashville. Right. Um, I think we might go to a Preds game Thursday night. It's yeah, just going to yeah. depend. So we drive straight in there and go to the game, and then after that, neither of us have ever been to Nashville. So it's just going to be really cool figuring out things to do. So. Well, as you know, my daughter and her husband yep. live yep. in Brentwood, which is essentially on the suburbs of... Uh, and your grandson. And my grandson, the most important one. But thank you for reminding us. And, um, and you know, you used to couldn't get tickets to a Preds game because they were so hot. But yep. now I think they've kind of bottomed out. They and, don't look bad at all. And you can probably get tickets easy. And, and just as a footnote... Uh, when the few I've went, I've gone to with uh, Karis and our son-in-law, uh, they were packed, and uh, and they all these country uh, music stars go to the games. I don't think they are right now, but they would. It was kind of like an L.A. Lakers game, you know. Carrie Underwood would sing the national anthem. Uh, of course, it didn't hurt that her husband at the time was playing on the Predators, but. Um, but you have all these stars, you know, in, yep. in there. So, uh, and it's, have you ever been to a hockey game? Not, not a professional hockey. You, game. you will love it. It, it yeah. really is fun uh, to get to go to them. So, well, well, good. That's a, that's a cool man. That's an impressive chase. That's yeah. a pretty impressive. Setting the bar high. <laughs> Early on, you're Year setting the bar one. high, buddy. Um, but good for you. Yeah, yeah good yeah, for you. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on, and uh, I'm sure our listeners would love for us to continue to talk about valentine's day but uh we got more uh we want to talk about and that's uh, a column pastor that you wrote recently with an interesting title stood out i remember this column when i saw this title and uh you asked the question as the column uh title and says is a blue whale the biggest thing there is where did this come from what was the idea behind this column and uh let's just kind of jump into there well it comes from a book um by that name robert wells is the author of this children it's a children's book and it just is such a neat uh, thing uh, about how it it takes us from from a size that we can grasp to one that we can't imagine and he talks about that. He, it's a comparison for children, you know, right. to, to realize, is there anything bigger than a blue whale? Well, right. and then he starts making these comparisons, Mount Everest, and he starts talking about all these things, and finally getting us to the, to, the, to the universe and what God has created and revealing how great God is because of uh, the vastness of what God has created beyond our ability to really imagine or comprehend it. So that's kind of where, that's the storyline. Uh, it's a great book for your children. Right. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, children's books are great for us adults too because they remind us of some very simple 
and profound truths. And that's what this, and so that's where that came from. So you're in this column, you, uh, or you wrote specifically a couple lines from the book. I'm just going to read it for a second. It says, but the Milky Way galaxy isn't anywhere near as big as the universe. There are billions of other galaxies in the universe, and yet... Filled with billions of galaxies, the universe is almost totally empty. The distance from one galaxy to another are beyond our imagine. And then you uh, use this line, And the creator of this universe is God, who with a word spoke it all into being, who is present everywhere in the universe and beyond, who upholds it all with his mighty power. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. Mm, yeah. You know, Pastor, when we think about the bigness of our God, let's just stop for a second and talk about why do we? Why do you think that it's hard for us to understand how big he is? Well, because our minds are so finite, right? And it, our minds have trouble grasping concepts bigger than we can understand. But our 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 mind is finite; it's limited in its comprehension. And you know, we uh, we tragically hear people in our world say, "Well, if God is like this, and I can't." I can't follow a God like this. What that represents is because I can't fit God or I can't make sense of the things in my world, then unless I can, I won't believe it or I won't follow God because of it or I'll find something out there that I think is an injustice and say, well, if God were God who were as powerful as he is, then, but what we're saying is that doesn't make sense to me. So because it doesn't make sense to me, it can't be real. And that's what we do, like with the universe. Right. You know, the book of Job. You know, we talk about what a champion Job was, and he was for God, and he came through. You know, the ordeals that he came through, losing everything, family, friends, all of those things, his wealth, everything he lost. It was repaid and given back to him because of his faithfulness. But there's a section in that book, Chase, that we don't talk about a lot, and it's a section where Job is so discouraged and he is so downcast and he begins to question God and honestly you can see why if you've been through what he'd been through and but there's this moment where God answers him and says okay where were you when I I hung the stars in the sky (laughs) where were you when I created the Leviathan where were you Job answer me these questions and then I'll answer yours right and Job, of course, by the end, this goes on for a couple of chapters, yeah, and Job yeah. finally comes back and says, okay, uh, this is a paraphrase. Okay, I get it, God. Never mind. <laughs> but what God shows him is the vastness of who it God is, is right. compared to what Job could comprehend, even in the bad stuff. Right. And I'm afraid that's what we miss about uh, God, is our minds, Chase, are so limited. Exactly. And we think, well, if I can't make sense of it, I can't and can't uh, understand it, then I can't accept it or I can't receive it or I won't believe it. And I think that's our problem. We are so limited that if God doesn't make sense to us or the creation doesn't fit neatly in a package for us, we assume that this whole thing about how God operates just can't be accurate because it just doesn't make sense to us. Right. So pastor in that context of our limitations and then even the world around us that wants answers that can't necessarily always be given in a black and white, uh, you know, reality, what would you encourage to us and our listeners today to 
start uh, seeing God in bigger ways? How, what are some things they could be doing to, to move past that? Even in, I understand our limitations, but you know, do the best we can to pursue him in a way that we see him yeah. differently. George Washington Carver. Uh, I assume you guys, yeah. of course, you know, you studied about him right. in school, especially down in our neck yeah, of the woods, yeah, you did, know, yeah. because he was the the master of the peanut, really. Right, right. But he has a line that went something like this. He said, I, I began to try to understand the universe, and I realized I couldn't understand the universe. And I began to try to understand uh, nature, and I realized I couldn't understand nature. And then I began to try to understand the, you know, uh, the animals or all these different things. He says, I began, and I kept coming to the conclusion that, I, my mind wasn't uh, wasn't uh, strong enough to understand all these things. And then he said, I found a peanut. And I thought, now this is something the size of which I can, I can understand. Hmm. And so he said, I set out to understand the peanut. Right. And, well, we all know what happened from that. Exactly. So many things uh, evolved out of that, that his work with the peanut. But what he was saying is, I started where I could. That's good. Yeah. Instead of trying to start with what I can't understand. Right. right. And and what he was saying, by the way, a believer, right. uh, George Washington Carver was. But what he was saying is, I began to see God's handiwork in the peanut. That's cool. And so, if I could discover the depth of the peanut, I would understand the depth of of who God was and His creative power and that sort of thing. And so. Uh, I think that's a great approach for us instead of saying, well, I, I don't understand this thing or I don't understand the bigness or the vastness of this or space or anything. But here's something I can start with. I can start with this. Jesus loves me. Right. This I know for the Bible tells me so. That's good. And I can start right there and say that much I can get. Right. You know, that much I understand. And if Jesus loves me, what will that? What does that mean for my life? It means I'm valuable. It means that I can trust Him, and so we start with what we can start with instead of trying to back into it from what we can't and maybe will not understand completely until we're in heaven with Him. Does that make sense? It does. It totally makes sense. I was having a conversation with a teenager the other day, and they were just kind of being honest in some struggles of trying to understand some things and as far as things that are said in scripture and, and how that falls in line with different stuff and um and and like kind of seeing god in different ways and so we we got to a place where kind of like what you're saying well let's think about your natural day and time and where do you feel like you could see god in those moments and we talked about writing down little things you know what it you know, whether it's just walking outside on the way to school and just stopping for a second and looking around and understanding, yeah. you know, the bigness or little things as far as uh, the way a, a parent, something a parent did for you and, and seeing the love that's there and understanding that God's yeah. love is even greater than that. You know, and so I love that thought of, I've never heard that quote from uh, uh, Carver. Carver. Yeah, I never heard that quote, uh, quote um, but it that's, that's such a neat idea. So, yeah, And I probably butchered much of it, right. but that, that was the idea. <laughs> but, but Chase, you're right, too. Start with the little things. We tend to start backwards. Right. i got to understand the big stuff. Right. Now start where you are. Right. And, and, and at that place, say, this is where I can see God. That's I can good. see God in little things. When I'm looking for God in little things. Yeah, that's good. Pastor, in this column, you also um, wrote this. And to think the same God, talking about how big he is and how he spoke the universe, 
uh, into motion. You said this same God loves each of us and sent his son uh, to die for our sins so that we can uh, know him personally and intimately. You know, it's an amazing, the the greatness of our God, but also the intimate and personal um, part that we experience through Christ is, is, is there's a huge, it almost feels like it can't be that way. <laughs> you know, how yeah. can a God that big love us so? And so just wrap up today, just talking to that that thought of that intimate personal God. Well, it is an incredible thing. Um, you know, when you think about the God who created the universe and the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God. If you want to see the glory of God, look up at the sky right. at night or in the daytime, right. you know, but, but then to think the God who created all of that, the Bible says knows me by name. Right. Right. Not if you know me by name, says he has numbered the hairs on my head. Right. Not only that, it says that before I ever lived one day, the days of my life were already written out by God and designed by God. Right. So when you start thinking like that, you realize God is so incredible because he sent his son for me, uh, the God who is the creator of all of these things, the God who created something that's bigger than a blue whale. Right. You know, I uh, said, I love you. I love Chase and Broxton and Ray, and I love them so much. I'll send my son for them so that, that we can have this, not just this acquaintance, right. but we can have a a serious and deep relationship. Right. And that's a remarkable thought, that God wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And he created us for that. That's good. You know? Yeah. And so if, if we can start there, and by the way, that's a transforming a relationship and right. it's a transforming reality that we can experience if we understand that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Right. And so we start there. That's a simple place. And then we begin to see him in ways that we never imagined before. Right. That's so good. If you're listening today, we just want to wrap up this uh, podcast the way our pastor to me wrapped up this uh, column and it was simply this today we invite you to experience the presence of our mighty God. And so we'd love for you uh, to daily experience that presence in your own personal life, experience that present corporately with us here, um, and allow him to, in his greatness, work through um, your life. And so, Pastor, any last words? And then I know you have a free resource you'd like to give. Yeah, I just say, if, if, if you do not know him, please receive him as your Savior. Yeah. He loves you that much. Right. And call on him. Uh, today. Call on him right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Uh, I'm blown away that the Creator would want to have a relationship with me. I know I'm a sinner, and I know I don't deserve it, but it's not about that. It's about your love and grace to me, and so I receive you as my Savior. If you'll call on him like that, he will hear that, and he will begin this new transforming relationship with you. And so, uh, and we'd love to help you in that. Let us know yeah. about your decision to follow yeah. him as well. And then uh, I do have a giveaway today, and you can uh, contact us uh, at uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org. Uh, for the, this free resource this week is Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement. And there are just three uh, keys on this that, uh, that I make available to you. It's one of our leadership lights. Um, uh, information cards, and all you got to do is uh, call and uh, or email us, I should say, and request this free resource, Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement. 
at shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org. And we'll hope, that, uh, hope to hear from you that. Just request a free resource. Again, thank you for listening today. And if there's, uh, again, as our pastor said, anything that, uh, any decision you make or any questions you have, please reach out to us. You can do that at that same uh, email address, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org. And we look forward to more conversations in the days ahead. And we'd love for you to share or leave us a review or comment on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.